Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, friends. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. I'm back in your feed early with a special Halloween episode. I know last year I did a whole month of spooky, or as spooky as Greek mythology gets, at least, episodes, But this year, of course, we just had to finish that goddamn Trojan War. So instead, I'm back with one wonderfully spooky-ish episode just in time for Halloween itself. Now, I know this is basically a North American thing, but I like to think October is a spooky month around the world because it's my favorite. I've spent every evening of every weekend this month binging on horror. This is unrelated to mythology entirely, but you guys, The Haunting of Hill House is great. Now, so many of you have asked me to do an episode on Hades. Let me tell you that this is my attempt at that. 
because, well, there just aren't that many stories associated with Hades. We've all heard the main one, that romantic old story about how he found his beloved wife. Oh, wait, what I really mean is that story where he abducted and raped a young girl before forcing her to live with him half the year, even though she'd really rather live with her mother. Yeah, that's basically the only story associated with him. I have checked multiple of my best Greek mythology sources and found little else in the way of full stories with Hades as star. So instead, I'm going to tell you a little more about his realm. What was Hades' day by day? Where did he live? What did he do? Who'd he hang out with, aside from old Persephone? And what about Persephone? Who'd she hang out with? There's lots to say, if there aren't exactly stories. This is the Halloween special episode. It's scary as hell down there. Hades and his underworld. Stories of the underworld will differ, often vastly. The concepts of what exactly was down there, what it looked like, and who you might meet changed infinitely throughout the time of ancient Greece, and further into that of Rome, where we get some other details as well. There weren't many who wrote about trips to the underworld. They usually happened when heroes had to go there for various reasons, and so many details fluctuate. That's all to say, I may say something here that you think is contradictory to something I've already said in the podcast. As we continue with this, that's just going to happen because, one, I don't have the time to listen back to myself, nor the inclination because I think we all feel that twinge of embarrassment when we listen to ourselves recorded, and two, there are just so many different versions of everything. Different details, different aspects of a story, just there's too much. Today's descriptions of the underworld and the stories associated with it come from the books The Gods of the Greeks by Carl Karenyi, as well as The Greek Myths by Robert Graves. These two men even tell vastly different things between them, so I've tried to put together something understandable between the two sources. Such is life in the world of the ancients, my friends. Hades, you'll remember, is one of the Olympians, though he's the only one whose primary residence isn't with his family up on Mount Olympus. Hades resides in the underworld, a place so linked to him that it's frequently referred to by his own name, like in that classic scene in Bring It On. Hades is brother to Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, Demeter, and Hestia. When the Olympians overthrew the Titans, the world was divided up between the men, since women can't rule, and Zeus was given the sky, Poseidon the sea, and Hades the underworld. Collectively, they would all rule over the earth itself, though of course it quickly seems to fall to Zeus. More so, though, because it seems that Poseidon and Hades just don't really care about leaving their realms all that much. All to say, there are so many popular narratives around Hades being angry because of his placement in the underworld, but that's not something that's ever actually laid out in the mythology. It seems he's pretty content to be the god of the dead. It wasn't a punishment. Hades is married to Persephone. I've already told the story of how they got together, that romantic and loving story, so refer to that earlier episode about not pissing off Demeter for that one. I'm always amazed how many people on the internet choose to ship that couple. It's weird. There are more romantic love stories in Greek mythology, to say the absolute least. But even though Persephone was forced into this life of wife to the god of the underworld, she takes on the role wholeheartedly. 
Persephone is queen of the underworld and often plays quite the role in the afterlife of the people that end up in front of her and her husband Hades. She rules with him and is usually at his side. It's actually kind of refreshing, even if it does have gross, gross origins. Hades doesn't often leave his kingdom of the underworld. He doesn't need to except for certain business matters. You know, those gods always with their business. It's either business or, well, because he's super horny. Because Greek gods are Greek gods, and Hades is Zeus's brother after all. And don't even get me started on their third brother. Good grief, we will get to him. So, sometimes Hades leaves the underworld looking for some nymph tail. On one of those pervy occasions, Hades notices a nymph named Mimphi. Unlike Zeus, Hades feels like he actually needs to prove himself in order to impress a woman, and in this case, he goes with showing off his impressive golden chariot, which is pulled by four beautiful black horses. Mimphi is, of course, impressed. I mean, it's impressive. But before Hades can get anywhere with her, we have another instance where he differs from his brother, because Persephone walks in on them with quite the look of annoyance before anything happens. She rolls her eyes at her husband, I like to imagine, and then, in true Hera fashion, she transforms Minthi into, well, mint. Never does a woman punish the man as much as she punishes her fellow woman. And for the people in the back, it's because these stories were generally retold by men. As I mentioned, Hades really doesn't often leave. He equally doesn't concern himself with whatever it is that may be happening on Earth. He only really hears about what's happening when people tell him. Like, if a mortal wants to give Hades a bit of an update on the goings-on, they can hit the Earth super hard and mutter an oath and a curse, and just like that, bam, Hades will have his update. Unclear how often this happens, but it seems like a nice thing to do, just to keep the old guy in the loop. A nice thing about being the god of the underworld is that, it being vaguely underground, everything else that's underground is also yours. All the precious metals and gems of the earth are Hades's, though he doesn't have much use for them. He stays in his palace, which is nice enough, and just hangs out. He doesn't own any land on earth, except for some temples, which people rarely visit, because, well, they're temples to the god of the dead. That, and, it's said, he may in fact own a herd of cows, because, really, who doesn't? Hades lives a simple life. He rules over the dead and Tartarus, and spends most of his time preventing those who are brought to the underworld from leaving. He's a hated god, but really only for that reason. If you're dead, you often don't want to be dead, especially if you're in the punishment fields or something, you know? So you want to leave, and it's Hades' job to prevent you from leaving. It results in a general distaste for the man. Equally, if you travel to the underworld for non-death reasons, a thing that's rare enough, you often don't make it out alive. It tends to be a few selected heroes that have successfully traveled there and been able to return to the tell the tale. And so, well, Hades is just Hades, just hanging out, keeping you from living, watching as his judges judge and those who require extra special punishment receive it.
Hades' wife, the queen of the underworld, on the other hand, is a bit more complex. Persephone, being a goddess who began her life above ground with her loving mother and still visits on the reg, has more to her. She is both lovely and awful, merciful and hateful. She holds on to much from her mother and has taken equally from her husband. She contains multitudes. Quite out of the ordinary for Greek gods, Persephone and Hades have no children. Sure, there are other goddesses with no kids, but they're not married. Persephone and Hades are married, somewhat happily at times, but have no desire to procreate, something I wholeheartedly respect. When she's not with her mother, Persephone prefers the company of a certain witch, Hecate, the OG. While Persephone is often with her husband, ruling over the underworld, the rest of her time she spends with Hecate, who just seems like a lot more fun than Hades. Hecate, you'll recall, is a fucking badass. She's so respected and feared by Zeus that she can, truly, do whatever the fuck she wants. She gets to keep all her incredible power, with no one trying to temper anything about her. Fuck Sabrina, I want a buddy comedy starring Persephone and Hecate. That would be fucking awesome. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The underworld itself. What's it all about? How's death work, anyway? In the world of the ancient Greeks, getting to the underworld is taken very seriously. Much like the Egyptians, it's vital to perform certain rites in order for the dead to live a comfortable afterlife. In Greek mythology, you must have the necessary funereal rites performed, which includes washing and anointing the body with olive oil and providing the dead with a coin to bring to the underworld. Then they're often cremated, but it's the cleaning and the coin that are real important. The coin, most of all. The coin will be used to pay Sharon, the ferryman. Sharon ferries the dead across the river Styx, and so if you can't pay him, you must spend eternity wandering aimlessly on the other side of the river. Not fun. There are ways, they say, to enter the underworld without paying Sharon, but they are risky. There's a back entrance, you know, all hells have a back entrance. But if you're caught sneaking in, then you're really fucked. Of course, as you know, our boy Fluffy, or Cerberus, guards the entrance to the underworld on the other side of the river Styx. And so if you're not meant to be there, one of his three heads might just bite yours off. There are many regions of Tartarus, the more technical name for the underworld, The first is the Fields of Asphodel, which to me sounds more like something out of The Lord of the Rings than it does Greek mythology, but then Tolkien had many inspirations. The Fields of Asphodel were inhabited by heroes who just floated around without anything to do. They spent their time just being annoyed by those who were less impressive and who also got to stay in the fields. Those people just yammered on annoying the heroes, though that was essentially the worst of it. There's one god who has the ability to escort people into the underworld, avoiding many of the steps I'll continue to lay out here. Hermes. He's the one god who can easily pass between the land of the living and that of the dead. The messenger god. The psychopompous escort of souls. What a good word. In certain situations, often for those who haven't had the necessary rites performed, or those who have died tragically or unexpectedly, Hermes will collect the person's soul and bring it with him straight to the fields of Asphodel. Past this section is Erebus, where Hades and Persephone have their palace. Erebus and Tartarus are also some of my favorite words in Greek mythology. They evoke such wonderful creepiness. Next to Hades and Persephone's palace, on either side, are two pools of water, sometimes described as rivers or streams. Lethe, forgetfulness, which sits next to a white cypress tree, and Mnemosyne, memory. Of course, those prepared for their trip to the underworld will know to drink from Mnemosyne and not Lethe, but there are many who don't know what they're doing or are ill-prepared to be dead, and they'll drink from Lethe, living on in oblivion. Once this act has been performed, all new arrivals to Tartarus are judged. There are three judges of the underworld, Minos, Radamanthus, and Iacchus. 
This Minos is the same Minos of Crete, the husband of Pasiphae and stepfather to the Minotaur, father to Ariadne and Phaedra, and generally a dude whose life kind of got away from him. And once he died, he becomes a judge in the world of the dead. Radamanthus is also from Crete. He's the brother of Minos. Both were sons of Zeus and Europa, giving them a bit more standing in the world. But Minos was jealous of his brother, Radamanthus, and he exiled him from Crete. From there, Radamanthus traveled to Boeotia, where he met Alcmene, the mother of Heracles, who had become a widow when her husband Amphitryon dies. Radamanthus marries Alcmene, becoming stepfather to Heracles. And when he dies... He becomes another of the judges in the underworld with his brother. There, Rhadamanthus judges the Asiatics who are brought into the underworld, though he refers to his difficult cases to his brother. Iacus, the final judge of the underworld, is also the son of Zeus. Iacus is the son of Zeus and Aegina, the girl that Zeus kidnapped and raped, bringing her finally to a small island off the coast of Athens, which eventually took the name of Aegina. I wanted to visit there to get some beach time in while I was in Athens, but then we got a hurricane and I'm still a little bitter. I never got to swim in the Mediterranean. Iacus is the father of Peleus, who was of course the father of Achilles himself. It's said that either when Zeus brought Aegina to the island and they had Iacus, the island was otherwise not populated, or once that happened, Hera kills all the previous occupants on the island. Either way, the island is empty, and Iacus asks Zeus to populate it. Zeus does this by transforming a colony of ants into people to populate the island. And these were the Myrmidons, whose descendants become the men that Achilles brings with him to fight the Trojan War. Also, just generally another great word and origin. Myrmidons. Ants. The most intimidating of bugs. When Iacus dies, he becomes the final judge in the underworld. And there, he judges the Europeans brought to the underworld— but he, too, refers his tricky cases to Minos. And Minos is just for the tricky cases. His life must be fun. These three judges stand between the three roads which lead to the different locations within the underworld. As a recently deceased person is judged, they'll then travel down the necessary path to their place in Tartarus, if they are neither virtuous or evil, they'll be sent to the Asphodel Fields, hence why it's mostly populated by heroes. They're heroic, sure, but my god, do they ever kill a lot of people in the process. If they're straight-up evil, they're sent to the Fields of Punishment in Tartarus. This is the region that often gets the name of Tartarus itself, even though it is the name for the whole place itself. And if they're wonderful, virtuous people, they're sent to the Orchards of Elysium, Elysium has its entrance near the stream of Nermosyne, and, weirdly enough, it's ruled over by Cronus. Yes, that Cronus, he of castration fame. It's a happy place, again weird given who's ruling over it. It's the Greek's version of heaven, where everything is wonderful. The good place. There's always games and drinks and feasts and general fun times. When you're in Elysium, you even have the opportunity to be reborn on Earth for another life. And if you're good in that one, you can make your way back to Elysium yet again. If you make it to Elysium after three different lives, you get a bonus! Which sounds like something out of a video game. In that case, you're sent to the Fortunate Islands, which sound like a super nice place to be. 
There's a rumor of another, extra special fortunate island, one in the Black Sea near the mouth of the Danube, where Helen and Achilles spend their afterlife regaling all there with verses from Homer. This is, without a doubt, where I want to go when I die. Take note, Minos. There are three more people who play a very important role in the underworld. I've mentioned them before, and I'll mention them many more times. The Arenaways, the Furies, scary, crazy, screeching females. Tisiphone, Electo, and Megara. These women live in Erebus, the darkest of dark. They're older than any of the Olympians, born of the fallen blood from the castration of Uranus by his son, Cronus. You all know how much I love that story. The Arenaways' sole purpose is to torment a certain group of shitty people. Did you kill your parents? They're after you. Did you fuck with the guest host relationship of Xenia? Who are they ever be after you? And what's it like? Well, they'll hound you. Like hounds of hell hound you. Forever. They fly around screeching and flying at you forever. You travel to the next city, they're there. A country away, still there. The Furies are hard fucking core. The Arenaways are often described as crones. Creepy old women made creepier by their bat wings, snake hair, and bloodshot eyes. Not exactly the ladies you want following you from place to place, screaming in your face. The Arenaways are so scary, so very troubling, that the Greeks believed that they shouldn't even mention them in conversation, lest you offend one. So... If they needed to be referred to for any reason, they're called the Eumenides instead. This means the kindly ones. It was the Greeks' way of pleasing these women, even if it is an ironic-as-fuck name. And that's the underworld. It's where you go when you die, it's intricate and detailed, and my god, did the Greeks have some fun ideas. If you can't tell, I think the fucking Arenaways are the coolest things. They're about to figure in really heavily into some stories, and those are the best ones. The fact that they had three angry, terrifying women there to punish you when you fucked up is just the best. And so that's the world of the dead. The god of the dead, the goddess of the dead, the king and queen, and where you go when you die. Happy Halloween! How I love a reason to look into the creepy, dark bits of mythology. Though I desperately wish there were more, the Greeks weren't as morbid a group as many of the other ancients, unfortunately. Even this one, I really wanted it to be creepier, guys. You know how I love Halloween, or if you don't, now you do. But even in the underworld, it's just not that creepy. Thank you all for listening. I'm so happy to be back with you after only a week. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the next time you hear from me. 
I've got plans. I hope you all have a magical and creepy Halloween. Please watch all the horror movies, namely Scream and Cabin in the Woods, because I will endlessly defend those as the best horror movies there are. Rate and review, follow me, check out my website, you know, all the things. Thank you all for being wonderful. I'm Liv and I love this spooky shit. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.